Oh, Lord, these boys are handsome. This is the Dynasty Football Life Podcast. everyone and welcome to our weekly dynasty football life podcast ty and jay are with me or i'm with them hey uh either way we're all here together also with us is our statistician mr chris pitchler number of my favorite you have to be odd to be number one so anything to do with numbers so i'm here for it okay wait that's such a weird intro (laughs) welcome pitchler i I love it all right i love you buddy love you pitchler (laughs) This week, we'll be giving our weekly Dynasty buys and sells. I'm going to evaluate some trades. We will have a look at this week's games, of course, and the Dynasty outlook of those players involved in those, those games. Uh, we will talk a little about the game's top running backs and touch on all our relevant injuries, trades, and all our things fantasy football. But first, we are going to open the show by talking about backup quarterbacks in a little segment we are calling Back It Up. It's called Backed Up. Back it up. It's backed up. The song's called Back It Up. Yeah, that's what I'm calling the segment, though. All right. Whatever. Finding QBs in Dynasty, particularly Superflex, can be difficult. Kind of like true love. Am I right, guys? Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's not that hard to find it. You should open your hair pipe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And, well... Like me, you, uh, you're never really fully comfortable in Superflex unless you have three starting QBs, uh, which isn't possible for every owner in a 12, 12 league, uh, 12 team league. What? My math, it checks yeah. out. Math, yeah, it does check out. Uh, but every now and then, uh, uh, and, uh, we have a... Me fail English? That's impossible. Starting quarterback, <laughs> who, like my speech, is utterly mediocre, <laughs> uh, and the team has no choice but to turn to the backup to try and salvage their season. Enter a one, Marcus Mariota. Boo. Boo. I was saying boo, <laughs> Ryan Tainhill, also known as Tannehill by his proper last name, took over as the Titans QB this week. And looked decent. <laughs> he looked decent. He looked uh, better than decent. He looked damn good. Yeah, 23-29, 312 yards. Couple of TDs and just uh, one interception. Who cares? Whatever. Uh, Tannehill should hang on to the job for the rest of the season and is now firmly on the QB two map in fantasy. In one QB formats and redraft leagues, Tannehill probably won't make much of an impact, but in superflex, Tannehill is a huge add. Uh, with that all being said, I thought we should uh, look at some other backup quarterbacks uh, with a shot at this, uh, the starter's job and see uh, see if they're worth acquiring in dynasty. Uh, Ty, can you get us start us off there? What do you, what do you got? I would love to get us started off here. I think a pretty obvious backup you want to target is Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy B. Teddy B. Yeah, Teddy Two Gloves. He's been he's been good. He's five and zero, oh, thirteen hundred seventy passing yards, nine touchdowns, only two interceptions. I think it's the gloves. Imagine I, if you took one of those gloves off. Oh, it's the gloves. They're magic gloves. Oh, they're magic gloves. Oh, they're magic. Gloves. I didn't know that. I mean, if 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 all of us have noticed that he's played well, I'm sure other NFL GMs have as well. With Drew Brees about to come back, you could probably trade for him for pretty cheap. Shut up and take my money! And you got—you have to think, next year he's either the starter for the Saints, maybe Brees retires, they win a Super Bowl this year, they are a contender, or worst case, he's probably going to sign with a, a quarterback-needy team next year and become a starter, in which case he'd be a quarterback two in fantasy. So I would acquire him now. He's going to be cheaper now than he will be next year. Yeah, I'm buying him. Yeah. Team Teddy. Team Teddy. Team Teddy. All right. We're all Team Teddy. Yeah. 
JD, got somebody? Teddy two gloves. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Nikki no gloves. Mullins. I was going to say, I'm going to go with Nicky. He's got zero gloves. Zero gloves. Zero, right. gloves. zero, zero magic gloves. Taking a 180 here. But if you have a look at his 2018 season, it's pretty impressive considering he's a rookie. He had uh, almost 2,300 passing yards, 13 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, but only that eight games started. If you put that in a 16-game pace, you're looking at 4,500 yards and 26 TDs. Which isn't too bad for, like, again, for a rookie. He's still only 24, and <clears throat> he, many see him as someone that could start in the NFL. Even Jerry Rice, the famous Jerry Rice, not the rice maker, but the, but the wide receiver. The man who caught bricks. He, yeah, caught bricks. Yeah, both yeah, exactly. of San Francisco treats, though. Both, both San Francisco treats. Uh, he said he thought Nick Mullins would put some pressure on Jimmy G this season, and Jimmy has not looked great this year. Jimmy, Jimmy doesn't look good, boys. Uh. But it's unlikely uh, yeah. that the, the undefeated 49ers are going to turn away from their $130 million quarterback anytime soon. $130 million for that guy. I mean, I'd pay $130 million if he was like a cereal box model. I yeah. thought he was. I yeah. thought he was. He is handsome. He is handsome. He is handsome. He is handsome. He's, he's handsome. He's handsome. No doubt about that. But I don't think they're going to turn away from him. But even though if they do, you got a guy that's a serviceable quarterback. And even if it's through injury or trade, I think Mullins is going to have a chance to start some NFL games at some point in his career. I think he's worth targeting. He's going to be a cheap stash, yeah, especially in Superflex. Yeah, I have actually seen uh, some rumors today with the NFL uh, trade what? deadline coming up that Mullins, uh, teams are asking about Mullins. What? Who? Well, I don't know who, but uh, teams, pretty, apparently. Teams. I was pretty high on Mullins last year, and by pretty high, I mean I had no fucking choice. I needed a quarterback, and he was available. And I did yeah. like him. I mean, I, the tape that I saw was uh, like a serviceable NFL quarterback. Well, he's better than CJ B a third, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. he was. De- I had both of them. I had, I had both of the backups because I was like, you know what? Once Jimmy G went down, I, I picked them both up, so I was yeah. able to. I got lucky on that one, and I thought B a third would be the guy, but Mullins definitely. <laughs> it sounds like you're saying B Arthur, and I'd say Golden Girl. Always <laughs> <laughs> Golden Girls, dude. Yeah. Uh, Ty, what's our what's the next guy on the list? Yeah, next we'll talk about Drew Locke. He's not technically a backup because he's on the IR right now. But he does have the advantage of playing behind Joe Flacco, who is terrible. Is anybody really a backup to Joe Flacco? Only uh, Or are they only just the guy waiting to start once Joe Flacco fails? <laughs> There's, he's the starter in waiting behind Joe Flacco. The starter in waiting. He, he's the understudy with all the moves. Joe Flacco is 2-5 and five this year, 6 touchdowns to 5 INTs. He is not the answer for the Broncos going forward. Eventually, the Drew Locke's going to get his chance. Unfortunately, you probably can't really target him in Dynasty. I think anybody that drafted Drew Locke has been waiting for this moment. Yeah, the time of trade from probably would have been like six weeks ago. Yeah, yeah even time. then, it's, yeah, it's tough. Same as Dwayne Haskins. Everybody everybody knew these two were going to get in there, but still, they're, they're backups to keep an eye on that will take the job as rookies. So. Huh? Jay, what's, uh, tell me what's going on. I think we're in Carolina there. Yeah, I'm keeping an eye on that situation, man. Yeah. That's, a, that's an interesting one. You got Cam Newton and Kyle Allen. I think it's worth monitoring. Kyle Allen has been better than Cam this year, and even if you look at the numbers, it's pretty telling. Good old Kyle there in his career, he's 5-0. It's a pretty small sample size, but it's 108 passer rating, or 107.9 for those that actually pay attention. Uh, the offense has scored 30-plus points in four or five games, which is pretty impressive. If you look at Cam, last eight starts, 0-8. Wow. Passer rating, 81.4. Offense, 30-plus points, games in how many games, Dave? It says zero. Is that right? That's right. That is right. Zero games. It's not a terrible rating, but those other numbers are... Yep, yep, no, for sure. Well, Bacon with uh, Kyle Allen in general, he's the only QB this uh, season who hasn't thrown an interception out of all the quarterbacks that have 20 or more pass attempts. So that's one thing to consider about him. And when you look at last year, or last year, last week, there was one other guy in his, in, that, that was with him. 
You know who that was? Russell Mahomes? Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Yeah. Actually, Mahomes only has one as well. Yeah, but okay. Russell Wilson didn't have uh, one up yeah, until last right, week, right? right? So, yeah, Russell's fantastic. Yeah. So I, think, I think when you look at this, when you look at the situation, I think there's a probability that Carolina doesn't immediately turn back to Cam Newton, that Kyle Long could be the starter for the, for the foreseeable future. But even if they do, he's going to be on a short leash. So Cam, if he does come back, they might turn back to Kyle because I think they, he's given them a chance to be a playoff contender. But I don't think any guy, I, I wouldn't target any one of them right now. It's a muddy situation. And there's a lot of uncertainty in Carolina. But if Kyle Allen keeps the job in Carolina, Cam Newton's gone, man. He's not going to stay as a backup. He's, yeah, he's, someone's going to pay him. Someone's going to give him at least a one-year deal with a, with a, with a decent contract, maybe more. Mm-hmm. They're give him an opportunity to play. There's no way that guy's going to be a backup on the team, man. I would agree. No, Cam Newton's not going to be a backup if he's not the starter in Carolina. He'll move on. He's still an NFL quarterback. I just don't – I mean, I, I, the, we saw the lack of mobility from him this year. That's what worries me. That's, it's troubling, yeah. Once his legs are gone, <laughs> we've seen what his arm can do. <laughs> it's not pretty. No, he's got a bomb. He can throw it downfield, yeah. but who the fuck is he throwing it yeah. to most of the time? Yep. Um, maybe you get uh, traded. Who knows? But uh, that got... Uh, keep, an eye on the, keep an eye on the scenario there, boys. Definitely. Uh, and t- uh, talk about trades. We're going to talk about trades because uh, the deadline is approaching. Uh, I want to read out a few trades that have come across our Twitter feed for the last few uh, few days. That's Dynasty Life underscore FF, by the way, and see what side um, the three of us all land on. You guys ready for this? I'm very excited. I was born ready, buddy. All right. Very excited. Well, let's get going then. Uh, Elliot uh, for Miles Sanders, Step Diggs, Will Disley, and a late 2021 round draft pick. I think that's overpayment for Elliot. Sorry. Just kidding. Okay. Well, I'm, like, I mean, <laughs> I'm taking that. Are you with me on this one? I'm now? taking the other trade of the week, man. Okay. We talked about this earlier. I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm on the other side of this one. Yeah, I'm also. Uh, I'll, t- I'll take Ezekiel Elliott. You have top four guaranteed running back. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's a nice little package. Being Miles four, Sanders could be an RB one one day too. Could, right? be, like, could be, and he will be. Could be. I'm taking the trade. I'm taking the trade. I'm taking Sanders Diggs. My man will, and I'm going to take that 21st round draft pick. Yeah, fair enough. It's, yeah. a, it's a good package. All it's all a big package. package. I like big packages. We all, we all know that. Also, you also your name on Grinder. Because <laughs> I have definitely eight different profiles. I just one of them. <laughs> all right, moving on to the next one. Uh, just a one for one with the draft pick thrown in. we got Brandon Cooks, which we've talked about. Uh, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, so him for him. Uh, but with Hawkinson, you also get a late 2020 first, uh, first round draft pick. I think that's a tough one for me, man. I, I, I like Brandon Cooks. I feel like there's a time where he's going to end up on a roster that isn't one of the better teams in the NFL. And in this scenario, I think Hawkinson, although he's been dropping balls like like they're on yeah. fire in Detroit. He's had that one good first week. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, it's, it's, I think this one really depends on your team makeup. I think if you need a if you need a tight end, like say you got an older tight end, like a you know, like an Allen or you got like you know, you get somebody on there that you're yeah. not super confident on, I think Hawkinson might be a guy that you might want to have in your roster and that yeah. late twenty twenty first might end up being a pretty good running back, wide receiver, or even a quarterback then in your league. That's a good point. What about you, uh Ty? I'm landing closer to the Brandon Cook side. Okay. He just he's always like a twelve to fifteen wide receiver. He's struggled a bit this year. I know everybody thinks he's on a great offense this year, but it's actually pretty crowded. He might end up better off next year if he's traded. Right. It's close, though. Cool. I'm going to go either way on that one. Next one. Aaron Jones. Lev Bell. One for one. Straight up. Ty, who are you taking, buddy? Straight up, I'm going to What's take Lev, Lev Bell. You're on the Lev Bell side of things. Yeah, I, can't, I can't. <laughs> okay. I, I, There's no way I, I think we're all on Lev Bell. Lev yeah, Bell. Okay. I think we're all on Lev Bell. I just thought that high on Aaron Jones. I'll take no. Lev Bell. Aaron Jones is a great player, but I mean, you're talking about Lev Bell here. He's a couple years older, but it's not exactly. like he has a thousand miles on the guy. He, he took last year off. He's fine. 
Yeah, 3,000, or what, 6,000 yards before that, but you know. He's, he's just a better Last year off. He's the better talent. He'll get a good spot. Uh, he, I mean, he's been run hard when he's played, but yeah. there's been times where he hasn't played due to drug suspension or due to uh, him sitting out and wanting a contract. That shit happens, man. Uh, Tyler Board. Uh, Bo- me Tyler fail Boyd. English? That's impossible. Bengals offense. <laughs> he might be. Even though they are getting a lot of passing <laughs> attempts, uh, as we know. Uh, Boyd for Debo Samuel in a late second 2020 pick. Can I say we? I say we all like Debo, don't we? Yeah, for me this is Debo. Uh, yeah, is it? I'm definitely going Debo. And Boyd's had his chance uh, with with Green out. Hasn't really done that much. I mean, not terrible, but no, he hasn't produced I that think... much the last few weeks. Debo Samuel has a chance to be. I'd give the young man. Yeah, you know, maybe not a superstar, but he's got. He has the chance to be yeah. a, a more dynamic player than yeah. Tyler Boyd. Yeah, I, I had to think yeah. about this one for a second, just because Tyler Boyd is the wide receiver one right now in Cincinnati, but. I don't know, man. Does that really mean much to he you? He didn't do much with like, it. I mean, they're throwing the ball like crazy, but uh, it, like Auden Tate, yeah. I would have rather own him the last couple yeah. weeks. Erickson was better than Boyd last year. Yeah. I mean, Tyler Boyd's got a good Barely floor. He's is. got a good floor. He gets lots of volume, but Debo Samuel's got such great upside in that late 2020. He might be yeah. something. That would put me over just uh, having that late The pick. late second 2020. Late second. Let's be clear on this, folks. It's, a late, it's, not, it's not the fifth round no, of 2020. It's the late second. I would take Debo Samuel straight up over Boyd. So I would too, but that 2020 is a nice kicker, though. Yeah. Have new illusions. You're taking Debo. Number five on our list is Corey Davis for Mark Andrew. I'm sensing differing opinions on this one. I think we're, yeah, I think two of us are on one and one is on the other. Yeah. That's a pretty good chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I like those odds. One, talk to two. Yeah, so I'm going to take Mark Andrews in this one. You are. I think the tight end landscape is just, it's, it's still shallow. And Mark Andrews has been great. He's somebody that you can trust. You can roll him out there every single week. Whereas Corey Davis, he's looked better with Ryan Tannehill, sure. But you can replace that production at wide at the wide receiver position so much easier than tight end. I'll take Mark Andrews every day of the week. Fine. What about Corey Davis's upside though? I, I think yeah. with Corey Davis, he was drafted to be a difference maker, and I think we're only seeing the best of Corey Davis coming. Yeah, I don't think we've seen shit from him yet. Next I mean, he had Marcus Mariota throwing him the ball. Ryan Tannehill's not a huge upgrade, but it's still going to show a little more of his potential. Yeah. And with Tennessee, I mean. You're going to see a QB. I think you're going to see a QB change next year. It's either going to be Tannehill sure. or, or maybe they'll draft somebody. But I, I think Corey Davis is a guy you can buy low still. Yeah. And I'm all over. Good, good I, think I, think I like Mark Andrews. Don't get me wrong. I love Mark Andrews. I think, hey, he's, I think, he's, not he's, I think he's a tight end one for probably the next 10 yeah. years as long as he doesn't have with like Will Disley. But I call him Mark Andrews. Right, so he, I really, obviously, I'm definitely going with Corey Davis. Yeah. yeah. No, that's fair. And the Corey Davis narrative is fine. But with Mark Andrews, you've actually seen him produce already. And I'm all for Did you not watch Corey Davis in one week last week, Ty? He was fantastic. <laughs> that was a nice 60 yards that he had. Mark Andrews has done that several times. Yeah, he looked good in those 60 yards, though. Oh, he, did. he did, didn't he? He, he did. Looked, um, he looked big. Like, no, I'm all for buying Corey Davis low. I just don't think uh, sending Mark Andrews for him is low. So. Okay. Let's agree to disagree to agree to agree and disagree with Agreed. that. Uh, number Let's six, uh, Chris Casson for Kenny Galladay. Okay. Jay. I'm going to go Team Galladay on this one. Yeah. I love Kenny. I think you're getting a guy right now. At the last point that you can buy him before you're paying high-end wide receiver one pricing for him. I think you're still paying wide receiver one pricing, but I think Kenny Galladay is going to be a guy that he's going to win some championships over the next four or five years. So I'm, I'm going to take I'm going to take Kenny G on this one, even though as much as I love Chris Carson, yeah. I think Chris Carson's a, an excellent running back and a great scheme. But uh, yeah, I'm taking Kenny G. Okay, me too. You, Ty. I'm leaving Chris Carson on this one. I'll take the top five running back potential over a top 12. You really think top receiver. five there? I do. Well, top seven, eight. Oh, he's changing the story already. I'll, I'll, t- I'll take... I'll, I'll, I'll accept take RB1, no problem. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll, take, I'll take RB1 
fringe. four or five years tops. He doesn't need your. Oh, he's not fringe RB one man. He's an RB one. He doesn't. He doesn't need your acceptance on that. He's already done it. <laughs> but he does, Ty. He's already he done he it. Wants it. He yearns for I it. just worry about the UDFA, Chris Carson. With Sean Penny's behind him. Just kidding. Sean Penny's <laughs> Sean Penny's probably getting traded, so yeah. But in that. Seattle, we've seen that guys can just run there. Yeah. They've had they've had the luxury of having some great running backs, but uh, Chris Carson is he's a gamer. I mean, in this one really the only reason I'm doing this trade, if I had Chris Carson and I need a running back, I'm not trading him for Kenny Galladay. But if I need a wide receiver, yeah, I'll trade him for Kenny Galladay. But I don't. I don't see this one as one where you're going. Oh, I need this one's better than this one. It's more of a position of need. It's probably a roster point. construction thing. Yeah. It point. is for sure. All right, let's move on to a big blockbuster here. Uh, OBJ, Marlon Mack, Sam Darnold, for Juju, Josh Jacobs, and Josh Allen. And think about it. This being a superflex. Tie. This one's close. I will take the Juju, Josh Jacobs, Josh Allen side. Agreed. I feel like Juju and Odell are pretty close for me. I will take Josh Jacobs handily over Marlon Mack, and Josh Allen will take over Sam Darnold, so that's the, yeah, the, too, the latter two of the Yeah, I think, I think you got, uh, I mean, OBJ over Juju would have been kind of laughable two years ago, a year ago. Yeah, for sure. At this point now, I'm not super high on either of them. No, they both struggled. I love but both, both of their talents, but I don't like either of their situations. Me too. I would, I would take either or, and the fact that yeah. with Jacobs and Allen being the other two guys, yeah. that's why I'm leaving that For way. me, the kicker would be Josh Jacobs yeah. over Marlon Mack. I do love Marlon Mack, but I think Josh Jacobs has the potential to be like a top-end RB1. Yep, definitely. Marlon Mack is always going to be in that back-end. He's going to be in the RB2 scenario. Josh Allen, I like his floor a bit more than Sam Darnold. Yeah. I don't like him as an NFL quarterback. Like necessarily that much more. Yeah, I think they're fairly even. Sam Darnold might even be a better NFL quarterback. But just Josh the rushing. Allen, Josh, Allen. Josh Allen's rough rushing floor. It just yeah. it keeps him relevant week after yeah, week. Definitely. Uh, next one up, we have uh, Fournette and Godwin for Kamara and Ridley. I don't. I don't like this trade for either team. I don't. I don't, I don't really. See I don't it. see the point. Yeah, man. I don't see the point in this. Ty, you see a point in this There's trade? There's a lot of talent. Uh, so. I, uh, 100%. This, which team, which this, side are you on, buddy? I'll take Fournette and Godwin, I think. Yeah, I would too. But, but I think I definitely see the much, point. This is the, type of trade, this is the type of trade you should be making. You're upgrading your running back with Kamara. You're downgrading your wide receiver with Ridley. But I think speculatively right now, Calvin Ridley is about to, I don't know, maybe, maybe add a couple extra targets to his name? He will. Or, and a, trade yeah. Mohamed Sanu? He will, and uh, he's going to be my buy, so stay tuned. All right. Yeah, but, but still, he's he's not near Chris Godwin. He's the wide no, receiver one not now. Even close, man. And Kamara is definitely better than Fournette. It really depends on t- uh, position of need and just if you like players. This is a fun trade for me. This is the yeah, type of trade I wish more people did. It's a team altering trade, but it doesn't necessarily change your change your, your season really. I mean, at the end of the day, like Fournette's been fantastic. Kamara's been disappointing, but that's only because Drew Brees has been out. Godwin is lighting the world on fire, and Calvin Ridley's been disappointing. But he's about to. Yeah. I think he's about to see a bit of a better. Uh, but end of that season, they did the start. Oh, no, I'm a big fan of these types of trades. I think they can alter the roster. They're fun to do. If you like, they are. If you like Chris Godwin, go ahead and make it. If your team needs a wide receiver upgrade, then you can take the downgrade of Frenette to Kamara to get Chris Godwin. Like, yeah. To me, this trade yeah. makes absolute sense. I don't, it, it I don't know what's against it. I'm just I'm more of a fan of trading like you know trading an older player for a younger player, younger player for an older player that has a proven track history. But nobody in Dynasty is doing those trades. Man. Oh, they can though. If you're looking at a team that's 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 about to compete, and you're trading a guy that's uh, an older player with a proven track history versus a younger player that that might have maybe some down weeks, and they're trying to win a championship, maybe you can get maybe get some buy-in on there. Yeah, it's still tough to make. I think this, yeah, these are the types of trades I think you should target. Yeah, I, I think this this trade for me, uh, I'm I'm okay with having either of these players in either team. I don't think it really makes a huge difference to me. Excellent. Uh, number nine. This is our last one. Uh, Nick Chubb, DJ Chark for Carry On Johnson and Cooper Cup. 
It's an easy one for me. Good. I'm taking the chub charge side of this one. I think you are, Ty, Ty as well. Ty, what are you looking at in this, buddy? Correct me if I'm wrong. I love Cooper Cup, but I'm taking the Chubb side as well. Chubb's the best player in this deal. It's not even close. Yeah, you're right. I think when you're getting the best player in the deal, sometimes it's just worth doing. My heart wants to carry on, Cooper, but if I really slept on it, if I slept on it, I'd take Chubb and Chark. If I drank on it, I'd probably take Johnson and Cup. <laughs> that makes yeah. sense. That, my problem with carry on, I love carry on. I own them in multiple, multiple leagues. My, my issue is when, when are the surgeries enough? One of yeah. the injuries. Does he get a free surgery after some? Like, you get five surgeries? Get Not in the U.S., man. No, 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 no. The U.S., they just charge you. Like, it's like a subway it's a 50% premium. Like yeah, a subway no, the 12 surgery is free, and he's, 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 almost, he's almost there. Yeah, yeah. perfect. And I think Chark's going to be a superstar. I think I think he's going to be a wide receiver, too, guaranteed. I, I could yeah. see wide receiver one potentially. Yeah. I mean, right now he's a wide receiver one, but like this is a pretty small well, sample yeah, size. Yeah, it's very small sample size. Chubb yeah, is the best player, though. I'm taking Nick Chubb every day of the week. Even with. Right now, I'm not buying Chubb. Because right now I think you're going to get a bit of a bit of a discount on him once once uh, Kareem Hunt comes back. He's going to take a few touches from him. It's not going to hurt his value too much, but it's going to give you a bit of a discount on him, I think. Like 15%. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, 10, 15. All right, let's move on to our Dynasty Buy and Sell. You're welcome to Dynasty Buy and Sell. You know, back in my day we could get a running back, a moon pie, and a newsreel for only a nickel. Oh, all right. All right, Ty, I'm going to start with you, my man. Um, who is your buy this week, Mike? Oh, my buy this week is a guy we just talked about. Not That's... just, that was uh, DJ. Oh, sorry. Yeah, two, <laughs> two ago. <laughs> two <laughs> trades ago, that was Calvin Ridley. Yeah, it is. Um, he's a pretty easy buy for me right now. The I'll Falcons. Buy. The Falcons just traded Mohamed Sanu. Yeah. I'm so that frees up 15% of the Falcons' wide receiver targets, and they have to go somewhere, so why not Calvin? Shut up and take my what money! Do you, think the, uh, do, you think, do you think you're paying a premium for him right now just because of the, uh, the vacated targets? I think if you're in a savvy league, which maybe most of us are, <laughs> maybe <laughs> half of ours are, half of our leagues are, uh, then, yeah, you're generous, buddy. Yeah, 25%. Yeah. Then you might be. Um, but either way, I think it's going to be worth it. Ridley was great as a rookie, 821 yards, 10 passing touchdowns. We know he can work with Matt Ryan. And there's just there's a clearer path to targets now. I love a path to targets in fantasy. That's that's what makes people relevant. Absolutely. I love them. Uh, right, Jay, who is your buy this week, buddy? Oh, it's the Denver Brinkos is what I wrote here. Apparently, I was drunk when I wrote this. Uh, I like the way I'm corrected. The script here, but it's the Denver Broncos wide receiver, Deshaun Hamilton. The Brinkos, or the Denver Broncos, as most would call them, traded Emmanuel Sanders, and I think Hamilton's by far their best slot receiver. Um, I think it was an easy buy for me. He's got so seven of his eleven catches were first downs. He also has fifty-seven yards after the catch and his eleven receptions. So I think that's pretty impressive. He's a guy that I think for me is going to be a, a player that's going to be. A guy that's going to only be increasing values. I think now is the time to buy him. Yeah, I barely know the guy, and uh, you get him cheap, and uh, I trust yeah. Jay's judgment. Oh, so thank you. Yeah, uh, the Manuel Sanders traded. I think he becomes a new slot guy. He's a great PPR target. Perfect. Absolutely. Uh, my uh, my guy is also a receiver of the wide nature. Uh, his name is uh, Zachariah <laughs> Pascal. Yeah, he, uh, he's my buy this week. Is it actually Zachariah? Well, I think his mom would call him Zachariah. Zach, oh, you can oh, call okay. him. I don't know. Can okay. you call him Zach? I'm gonna call him Zach. All right. Uh, I grabbed him, sat him, wish I started him. He put up some big points. He's had some good weeks. I think he can get him pretty cheap. And things are going pretty well in that offense right now. So I, th- um, I think it's worth giving uh, give, him a, give him a chance. Yeah, I think he's got the right name for an Indian wide receiver, too. He's got a French-sounding so. last name. Pierre Garçon. Yeah, that's success. Zach Pascal. There we go, folks. Uh, so that's my man this week. And let's move on to our sell. All right, Ty. Who are you selling, buddy? It pains me to say this because I love his mustache, but my sell right now is Gardner Minshew. 
Um, I'll buy him too. And this is really more of a. I want him as a father figure. <laughs> yes. Not as a quarterback. Great father. I want him as a big brother if I was like four and he was like eighteen. Oh, that'd be great. You know? Like, no, no. If you you were like gap. twelve and he was like nineteen, then he could buy you beer. Yeah. Because he would true. buy you beer. He would yeah. buy you beer. He'd be like, "Fuck the police! I'm buying you some beer." Yeah. All right. I like that. But anyway, yeah, he's. I think he's a sell right now, especially in super flex leagues. You probably still get a bit of value for him. Last couple of weeks, only completing 45% of his passes. Only one touchdown in the last two weeks. Mm. I think the Minshew magic has run out. Nick Foles, I was a bit skeptical when Minshew was really kind of you know, like doing mojo, his thing. mojo, not magic. Maybe the mojo mm. was run out. That's fine. Mojo. Yeah. He's got mojo. Yeah. Nick, magic lasts longer than mojo. I think it does. I think he has to go back in time to get his mojo yeah. back. Magic's more consistent. Sorry, Ty. Okay. Me and Dave are idiots. Okay, so we're, we're referencing Austin Powers at this point. Sorry. I'm, Stay I'm, tuned for I'm Magic out. Mojo. I'm out. I'm out. I'm going home. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so uh, yeah, I think Nick Foles is going to regain his starting job. He's going to uh, bring, bring the Magic. Yeah. As well, long as Nick Foles is running the uh, 440, I think he'll take that back. Well, what happens to the Jaguars' offense when uh, Nick Foles returns? Huh? I, I think a lot, a lot of it kind of stays the same. I think DJ Shark will still have a big part in the offense. He obviously has clicked really well with uh, Gardner Minshew. So we'll see what happens with Foles. I'm sure Shark will still do well, though he's a talented guy. Um, the one player I think gets the biggest bump is probably D.D. Westbrook. My boy! Yeah, yeah D.D.'s a, he's a good slot receiver, and Nick Foles throws to the slot a ton. He had the second highest uh, pass percentage to the slot in 2018. Almost 71% of his passes went to a slot receiver. So that's 90 passes to the slot versus 37 to outside receivers. So that being said, I think Nick Foles takes the job back, and I think D.D. Westbrook is actually a really good buy-low candidate right now. And I think, I think Ty, what would be great is that our, our article we wrote in 2017 about D.D. Westbrook's breakout might actually come true finally. Blow the whistle. Blow the Better late than never, right? Well, he's already kind of broken out considering where he was drafted. Well, he broke out once, and then he kind of fell back in. But Yeah, I got acne like that. <laughs> That'll happen. It shouldn't happen at 40, but it'll happen. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so keep your eye on uh, Mr. Westbrook there. Might uh, put up some more points. Jay, uh, what is your sell this week, my, my guy? Well, my sell was a Denver Brinkos receiver, or as the team likes to call it, the Broncos. Broncos. They like to call them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's uh, one ex-Bronco, Emmanuel Sanders. I just don't want that much to do with the 49ers passing game. Not before, not after. Not that. before, yeah. not after. No, no, no. no. Like, I, just, I, I see Emmanuel Sanders nearing the end of his career. And unless you're hoping to use him like week 12 kind of onwards for a championship run, I'd rather trade him to someone to buy into the hype. I feel like I, I'm never a huge fan of taking a wide receiver that's traded midseason. There's always that acclimation period. There's always that time where they're going to be learning the offense, learning the plays. This is a great wide receiver. I love Emmanuel Sanders. Great guy. But at this point, oh, no, he's a wonderful man. I had a picnic with him once. We'll save that story for later. But, uh, yeah, Emmanuel Sanders is a guy I love as a wide receiver. But at this point in time, I'm, I'm flipping him, trying to get maybe a young wide receiver back, maybe a later pick. Like, whatever I can get from him at this point, unless I'm going for a championship, I, I'm, I'm out. Okay. I'm with you on that one. Uh, I am um, selling uh, uh, this week Melvin Gordon. Uh, last week, I... Bought Eckler because I'm an Eckler guy. I think he's a better quarter uh, quarterback. He probably is a better quarterback. Might be a better quarterback. <laughs> he's too short to throw over the line. The yeah, line though. Doug Flutie, two words right there. <laughs> he jumps when he throws. <laughs> Drop back. Uh, so Eckler was a buy for me last week. Melvin Gordon is a sell for me this week. Uh, if you haven't already, consider uh, selling Gordon. Uh, you'll find someone who likes him. Uh, he's a, he's a likable guy. Not me. Not not Jay. Uh, but uh, and someone who's maybe willing to pay. You might uh, get a good deal there. So grab yourself maybe a WR one and perhaps even a later draft pick. 
No. It's good advice. Yeah, I endorse that advice. Yeah, I'll trade him. Perfect. All right, guys, let's uh, move on to our Week 8 matchups. We got some losers. What's happening this week? Who's going to hit hard? Oh, make it sexy. Oh, jeez, what's happening this week? Just tell me what's going to happen. Oh, jeez. Oh, this is terrible. Our first one, we're going to start with the Thursday night. It's uh, see, uh, see, Seattle Seahawks. English is hard. Seahawks. <laughs> uh, they're 5-2 and two, uh, against the Atlanta Falcons, who are struggling 1-6 this year. Uh, let's start with the Seahawks and, and the Falcons this week. It's, uh, uh, on Tuesday, um, what happened on Tuesday? Oh yeah, that's happened. All right, Mohamed Sanu is sent off the Patriots. That happened. We just talked about it. We just it. talked about it. <laughs> um, for a uh, 2020 second round pick, uh, Ty, you already talked about Calvin Ridley as well. So how does this impact the rest of the fantasy relevant Falcons? Yeah, like I said in my buy, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a plus for Calvin Ridley for sure. But I think this is also a big boost for Austin Hooper. Oh, don't tell Jay that. Oh, <laughs> oh no. My ears have perked oh, up. He's a healthy Disley right now. I'm I mean, a big fan of the hoop. You're looking at 15% uh, target share that's out the window now, as I mentioned earlier. And the new slot receiver is most likely going to be a guy named Russell Gage, who I don't think anybody really knows anything about. RG. So I think a lot of those targets... RG. A lot of those targets have to go to Ridley and Hooper. Yeah. It's like Hooper, uh, he's averaged about eight... Targets a game this season. I think you can count him to at least maintain that rest of the season now. Uh, does this hurt Matt Ryan uh, rest of the season, you think? Yeah, from from a fantasy perspective, it's it's really Matt Ryan's fine. He still has Julio, Austin Hooper, Calvin Ridley, Freeman. There's a lot of... Uh, still a deep core. Yeah, a lot of good guys to pass to. Plus, they'll be playing from behind a lot. A lot of positive passing game scripts. Now, quick question here, boys. Do you think the Patriots brought in Mohamed Sanu to be a wide receiver there or the backup of Tom Brady? Guy's got a bomb for an arm, man. And the Patriots, nothing would surprise me. Really. <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, it really wouldn't. Bill Belichick will just do whatever he wants to do. So exactly. it's possible. Uh, Give me well, let's talk about the Patriots side of the, side of the deal here. Um, what is the fallout of the trade for the AFC East champs? I think we can crown them now. Uh, I saw a stat earlier that said the Patriots' offense never took the field this year. They would be three, three, and one, <laughs> uh, just based on their defense scoring, which we talked about last week. Anyway, Jay, Ooh, that's ridiculous. Let's talk a little bit more about Sanu. Uh, not necessarily, uh, oh, any way you want in the, in the Patriots offense. Well, as far as Mohamed Sanu goes, I think I think I've seen a slight boost in usage. He was well, he was seeing fifteen percent of the targets this season with Atlanta, but that number has dropped recently. His targets the past three weeks were five, four, and two. So, so the, the Falcons aren't really going to miss him all that much. They have a pretty deep core. But the fact the Patriots were willing to trade a second-round pick for him bodes well for his usage. I don't see Sanu as a fantasy start of the week. And outside of, the, outside of Edelman, I, uh, Patriots wide receivers are going to be a difficult trust week to week. Yeah, It's always been that way. It's same with the running backs. same with anybody in the Patriots' offense. Yeah, Hogan and... Uh, oh, there's been so many guys. Oh, yeah, so many, there's been so many guys. Like Josh Gordon. I never thought Josh Gordon was going to do huge things when he went there. Big things, yeah. bigly things. But I think Sanu is going to be a guy that uh, you know. You, I, th- I think he gets a bit of a bump going to the Patriots, but I- I'm not. I'm not into it. So you're saying no to Snoo Snoo. I'm saying no to Snoo Snoo. Death by Snoo Snoo. <laughs> Death by Snoo Snoo. Death by Snoo Snoo. All right, let's move on to the sure, Chargers. If, if they don't know they're idiots, and I don't care about their. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Chargers two and five against the Chicago Bears, who are three and three. Uh, I think we have to talk about Melvin Gordon. Uh, he hasn't looked good. 
since coming back what? this season uh, last week. He's had several <laughs> chances to get the game-winning TV, but has fumbled on the goal line. The worst possible place to fumble. Austin Eckler, my boy, continues to look like the better back in what? L.A. How much has Gordon dropped in your dynasty ranking? I, I never had him that high, man. You didn't. That is true. No, I, I've never been a huge Gordon fan. I loved I loved his usage last year, even the year before. He seemed like a guy that was going to score the touchdown, but he hasn't looked good this year. And the fact that we don't know where he's going to be playing next year scares yeah, the shit out of me. yards per carry isn't uh, anything. It's never been great, man. It's Com- never yeah. been great. La- last year it was good. but Where is he playing next year? That's my question. Yeah, contrary to Jay, I actually did have Gordon fairly high last year. Um, not so much anymore, though. I'm a bit worried. And he really hasn't looked good this year. He's concerned. He has 36 carries so far this year. His longest carry is 7 yards, which Whoa. he's had three times. Uh, 28 of his 36 carries have gone for three or less yards. A lot of those yeah. negative yards, including a couple of fumbles on the goal line last week. He's been bad. Yeah, It's been pretty bad, man. <laughs> well, guys, rank the following for me. Uh, Melvin Gordon, Lev Bell, Josh Jacobs, and James Conner. Well, clearly it's Melvin Gordon. Clearly. Based on my last, based on my last, my last response. <laughs> I'm going to have to go Josh Jacobs first. Then I'm going Lev Bell. James Conner, Melvin Gordon. Oh, Jesus. I have to choose between those two. Ooh. Uh, I'm going to go Melvin Gordon, Josh, James Conner. There it is. Okay. So it's Josh Jacobs, Lev Bell, Melvin Gordon, James Conner. Okay. Ty, what about you, my man? I'm going to go... Yeah, it's the same, actually. Josh Jacobs, Ron <laughs> Bell, Melvin Gordon, James Conner. I feel better with my response. I don't like that, but it has to... It's, I don't like it. Uh, it kind I don't of want to put Conner ahead of Bell. I'll put Jacobs. I want to put Conner ahead of Gordon, but I don't know, man. Yeah, Bell is the better talent, so if he lands up somewhere good. Well, what's your rankings, Dave? What are your top uh, five? Jag- Jacobs, Conner, Jacobs and Conner. Uh, well, Conner ahead of Bell, eh? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you contrarian. Yeah, for now. Uh, and Bell, that's close. Bell and then Gordon. Why but, Conner, though? I don't know. What do you like about him? Things. Nice haircut. Things. Yeah, nice Got a good haircut. haircut. Yeah. yeah. Better haircut. Better haircut than uh, yeah. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. <laughs> oh, that's 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 a, that's a, the worst haircut I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Like well, James Conner had a nice mulletron haircut too. So I don't <laughs> that know. That was pretty bad too. But good news is this is not a fantasy haircut podcast. A fantasy football podcast. <laughs> so it's less about their haircut choices and more about their ability to carry the ball on the field. Against Absolutely. my wishes. Uh, well, against Redskins fans' wishes, they are one and six. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, Minnesota for having a pretty solid year. Good bounce back, five and two. Did fan interrupt you for a second? Absolutely. What's worse, the Redskins' record or their team name? Well, I like their team name. <laughs> you would, you racist prick. <laughs> but I'm old-fashioned. Okay, continue. Uh, <laughs> Great question, though. I'm old-fashioned. <laughs> Women should be in the kitchen. <laughs> Lord knows I'm not. All right, Adam Thielen. We got a bit of a hamstring issue going on there. Not likely to play this week. Uh, we have rookie wa- rookie receiver Ola BC. I hope I said that right, because I like this guy, Johnson. That is correct, actually. Yeah, that's Excellent. Right, uh, he looked pretty good after taking for the oil over the engine. Uh, engined. 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 Oh, good uh, day. Oh, good day. Oh, good day. Oh, good day. Oh, terrible. Oh, 116th to me is actually very offensive. Last week, he went 4 of 8, 40 yards, touchdown. Eight targets matched with Steph Diggs, the team high. What can you guys tell me about the Vikings' seventh round? Pick last year. I need to know these things because I like them, but I need to know more. You're talking about Ola B.C. Johnson. I, I am. Tell me oh, more, Jay. Tell me more. Oh, well, he had a decent collegiate career with Colorado State. He was always overshadowed, though, playing behind Michael Gallup and Preston Williams. That, yeah. I mean, 
That's an embarrassment of riches, right? Those there. are two yeah. great college receivers. Yeah, and, and we all know how Ty and I feel about good old Preston Williams, and we're both big Michael Gallup fans as well. But Preston Williams is a guy who would have been a pretty high pick had he not had some off the field True. issues. Great GPA though, great GPA. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> no, I don't think it was. Think yeah. Yeah, when you look when you look at Olavisi, he's he's pretty average size, six foot, two hundred plus pounds. Pretty, pretty average left athletic profile, and nothing really jumps off the page with him. But I think if given the opportunity in this offense, he may do something. Well, uh, what kind of opportunity do you see for him? Well, I see the hamstring issue with Adam Thielen. There's <laughs> opportunity there. That's, that, that's his opportunity, man. Come on. Yeah, he, he might have a chance with Thielen out. And he's, he actually he looked pretty good last week. His eight targets were actually the same as Steph Diggs. Which, if you're a Diggs fan, that's a bit worrying. The fact yeah, that but Diggs' targets are deep targets. They are, but still, the fact yeah. that he doesn't become the automatic one with Thielen out is a bit odd. When I hear Ola B.C. Johnson, I think of the South Park episode, like, Oolong Johnson. Like, Ola B.C. is actually Nigerian for uh, bringing your family wealth. Which really? He, which he, wow. which, I'm sure he has. Which he might do soon. Right. Um, but I don't know if there's that much of a chance for him. Because even we'll if he see. does, even if Diggs you know, gets his wish, ends up getting traded out of Minnesota... That probably just makes the Vikings even more of a run-heavy team. So yeah, and, yeah, and they got the talent there, so they don't. Uh... I, I, even with Diggs, like I, I'm a Diggs owner in multiple leagues. I'm not incredibly ecstatic to have him, and he's a guy with like superior speed and talent. I love Steph Diggs. You know that I love Steph Diggs. He's one of my favorite dynasty receivers coming into this. Ty's year. the third member of the of the Steph Diggs Booster Club. Wow. Who are the first yeah, two? I can see that. I just made that up. Who are the first two? Uh, me. Not me. And Steph Diggs' mom. Oh, I was after his mom. Okay, that's fair. All right. Let's move on to the Giants-Lions. Great battle of up North America, up near us here, I think. Giants-Detroit. That's the Northern U.S. Okay, anyway, 2-5, two 2-3-1. Yes. Two, we got a couple lines I want to talk about today. First is Ty Johnson, but by now, everyone knows that Carrion Johnson was put on the IR yesterday. Carrion has been injury-prone dating back to college. But uh, Ty Johnson, what can we expect? Ty, you two share a first name, so you're going to have to get us I'm, I'm just going to interrupt really quick here, right here. I'm just going to put in a quick moment here from my boy, Marvin Jones, that wants a couple weeks. Oh, yeah. Anyway, it was some game. Mr. Strickland got up under more balls than a midget hooker. And moving on. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was perfect. I also Marvin. played Marvin Jones, and I love the clip. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but on Ty Johnson... Uh, I mean, assuming the Lions don't actually make another move, which they might. There's been rumors of Rashad Penny. David Johnson might be available. And the Lions might actually move for somebody. But if they don't, Ty Johnson will probably play, but I wouldn't expect a ton. Even carry on Johnson struggled a bit in that offense, and he's a more talented running back than Ty Johnson. Don't, don't expect the world from him. No, I think, I think right now you're looking at what carry on Johnson minus 20%. Yeah, it might be accurate. I yeah. think it's a pretty fair assessment. Yeah, it could be it. Fair enough. All right, let's move on. He's got great speed, though. Jay, I said let's move he on. He does. Jay. Oh, and his, his, team, his team pro day, not his the team actual. team pro day was like a 4 2 or something. It was something unbelievable, anyway. So, anyway, he's fa- he's faster than Jay, is it moving on? From he's faster than shit. <laughs> I want to talk about TJ Hooker. I also you want to talk about, want to talk about TJ Hooker, you 1980 <laughs> bastard, you. And not to mention William um, anyways, TJ Hackinson, what an awesome week one, six for 131 in a TD. But yeah. since that time, he's gone 12 for 88 and one TD. That's from week two to week seven combined. Are you guys worried about this gentleman at all? 
I'd be yeah, definitely worried. I'm not worried about the, the amount of targets you're seeing. I'm, I'm worried about the amount of targets you're dropping. TJ Dropinson. TJ Dropinson. This is a rookie. Right, so this me. is a rookie tight end. When's the last time you ever expected much of a rookie tight end though? Ebron. What about you? In Detroit. <laughs> he was terrible. He dropped yeah. terrible. I know. Are, are you just comparing to Eric Ebron, who's now a like a legit startable tight end? Yeah, I think Still, that's Ebron. mean to compare him to Ebron. <laughs> so rookie tight ends take a lot of time to get going. The fact that he was fantasy relevant for, what, two weeks this season? One week. One week. Well, no, two weeks. Oh, uh, I guess his other touchdowns. No, yeah, yeah, well, probably. the first week where he got he caught some touchdowns, yeah. the second week where he didn't do anything, but he still started him because he thought he was going to do something. So that's two weeks. Yeah. In the history of NFL, there's never actually been a thousand receiving yard rookie tight end. I still believe in Hawkinson. He's not going to hit a thousand yards. Not this no, year. No. But if an owner in your league doesn't believe in this guy, buy him up. Just remember to be patient. He's a rookie tight end. Be patient, you're right. You have be to be patient. patient. It's like yeah. a puppy. Every time, well, TJ Hawkinson is the puppy that keeps peeing on your floor. You know he's going to be a good dog. So don't put him down. Don't put him down. No. Don't put him down. Well, don't ever do that. Don't, 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 ever do don't that. put your puppy down. Spay and neuter your pets, though. Clean up the pee. Give him spay and <laughs> Bob Barker says spay and neuter your pets. Dave is hearkening back to the 90s. <laughs> Clean up the pee. Yeah. Show him where to go. Yeah. And he'll get you there. Perfect. So if we see Matt Patricia hitting TJ Hawkinson on the nose of the newspaper next week, we know what's happening. <laughs> oh, man. That's just bad. Yeah. He's never going to learn that newspaper. It's a newspaper. <laughs> All right. Well, since we're on the, uh, the topic of rookie tight ends... Let's move on to the Denver Broncos and the Indianapolis The Broncos. Uh, the Broncos and the Colts. Broncos and the Colts. All right, Denver's 2-5. and five. Colts are an impressive 4-2. and two. Um, Now, we are feeling okay about TJ. Uh, what about Noah Fant? Ty. Yeah, I'm actually considerably less confident in Fant than Hawkinson. More like Noah Fant. I thought you might be. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the same logic of he's just a rookie, rookie's never hit 1,000 yards, that can all be applied to Noah Fant. But with Noah Fant, he actually has a history of drops and even bad ball skills. When he was in college at Iowa, Fant had 13 drops and only four contested catches recorded. He's huge, too. As a tight end, you should yeah, be catching a ton of contested, contested balls. balls. This is just a guy I... I, I you I, should I, contest more balls than a midget hooker. <laughs> Are we going to play the clip now? We'll play the clip this. now. Yeah. Play the clip now. Anyway, it was some game. Mr. Strickland got up under more balls than a midget hooker. Okay, anyway. Well, that was not PC, but uh, it's Kim Hills. It's okay. Yeah, thank you, Bobby. Um, but anyway, yeah, I do worry about Noah Fan for me. He's a sell based on first-round draft pedigree and name. Well, it's nice that you worry about him. Uh, I'm sure his mom does, too. I'm, uh, I'm sure a lot of people worry about the Jets, who are 1-5. I'd be worried about that. Uh, well, I'm not worried. I'm not a Jets fan. I'm not a Jacksonville fan, but this should be a, uh, a very mediocre matchup. All right. <laughs> I'm being generous, guys. Mediocre is what their mom would say. Uh, Sam Darnold uh, was bad on Monday night. Uh, I'm going to give you a list of quarterbacks that outscored Darnold in fantasy last week. I drew luck. Ryan Leaf, Tim Tebow, and John. <laughs> Ryan Leaf. <laughs> and John That's the first time his name's been said since his arrest report. Oh my god. <laughs> did he get arrested? Yeah, oh, Robbie, yeah, Robbie, did, yeah. Our robbery. Our robbery, yeah. robbery, dude. Oh, man. Okay, sorry, I, I keep disrupting. <laughs> no, I, I wanted to know. I was curious. Uh, anyway, I'm sure everyone gets the point here. Uh, Darnell had negative points this week. Uh, how concerned are you with this performance? Ty, are you little, a lot? 
What's your level of concern I'm here? Consoling. I mean, it's obviously <laughs> a little bit consoling. All right. It's very consoling. Yeah. He looked terrible, and he, he was mic'd up for the game. I remember watching yeah, it. Yeah, poor fella. Talking about it, I was like, oh, I'm seeing ghosts out there because he's throwing it to nobody. You never want to see that. It's not as bad as dead people. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, it's cold in here. I think ghosts are dead people, Dave. It's the same thing, isn't it? Shit, yeah, I guess you're right, man. But anyway, with, with, with Sam Darnold, he, he's got a good schedule coming up. He's got Miami twice, Washington, Oakland, the Giants, Cincinnati. I'll start to worry if he doesn't produce against those teams. But I still think he's he's 23 years old. We'll, we'll give him some time. I'm not that worried yet. Are ghosts always dead people? I don't think so. Well, how else would they get there? I guess, eh? I don't have the time to talk about this. It's, <laughs> it's like an hour-long podcast. Ghosts don't exist, man. All right. Fine. I need to know, what did you think of Ghostbusters? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking Halloween. It's a shitty fucking costume is what it is. Uh, it's a sheath with holes poked in. All right. Well, oh, my God. <laughs> Dave, 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 that was a clan meeting. You have to stop going to this. told you. That's not cool, man. <laughs> they really like me, though. <laughs> that's because blue-eyed and red hair, buddy. <laughs> Okay, well, we spoke about the Jets at length last week. I don't know why, did we? Okay. Uh, so with that, probably enough about them. Let's talk about their opponents a little. Jay, you had some concerns uh, with Leonard Fournette in the past. Uh, so the past, buddy. And justifiably so. Uh, has this play over the last past month swayed your opinion at all of him? Um, half PPR um, point totals last month. 24.5, 19.7. 11.8 and 14.5, just to throw some numbers there. Oh, absolutely, man. I, I'm, I am actually toting the Leonard Fournette booster club at this point. Welcome. He's been great lately, very safe floor. He's got tons of usage as a runner, and he's got some work in the passing game too, which will definitely help him. He's a top 10 RB despite only one rushing touchdown this season. Positive touchdown regression is certainly coming. He had 31 red zone touches this season. Second only to Zeke. That's 80% of the Jaguars' red zone touches this season. Eventually, he's going to start getting the ball in the end zone unless he falls in love with Gordon and gets a case of the dropsies. <laughs> well, which which he know. does not do. He's only fumbled once in yeah, the last two years. Yeah, I know. Leonard Fournette, like, I, I was not. Okay, I, I, full disclosure. I was never in a place to draft Leonard Fournette. I was in a place to draft Sony Michelle. I became a huge uh, Christian, Christian McCaffrey. Or sorry, Christian McCaffrey. Jesus Christ. Could they be any opposite? <laughs> one's no, good. No, they can't. One's be. good, one's, one's bad. Not. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was never in a place to draft Leonard Fernand. I always draft I, I draft to uh, Christian McCaffrey. Well that's a shame. That's too bad. It worked out well. <laughs> it did for not me. work out well. It either. worked out very well. For <laughs> I'd me. say so. I talked Best up Christian league. McCaffrey thinking not necessarily because he was better. But just that I had him, so I was like, you know, he's so amazing. I thought maybe I'd get Fournette. You were right. But now at this point, I'd be okay if I had Fournette. I wouldn't be lamenting the fact that I didn't get a chance to draft Christian McCaffrey. I think well, I think Fournette's gonna be great for the next couple of years, man. Well, McCaffrey's obviously much McCaffrey's better, the but yeah, but, I, but, but the, the sting is milder now. Okay. The sting before was very painful. McCaffrey is the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah but Fournette is now. Gotten to the point where you're not disappointed with him anymore. Not with him, but I would have really been what I wanted McCaffrey. Obviously. Oh, well, <laughs> obviously, you'd rather so McCaffrey. But I think you got to the point now where Fournette has become the oh, yeah. guy be that you him. thought Absolutely. he was yeah. when you were drafting him. No one thought Christian McCaffrey was going to be what he is. No one thought Leonard Fournette was going to be slightly disappointing. Now Leonard Fournette has become an RB1. Christian McCaffrey is an RB1 on fucking steroids. Yeah. No one saw that coming. Almost zero people that's saw that true. coming. 
Fournette is now great. I yeah. love Leonard Fournette. He was born with a head full of teeth, as for Jason Moore. Full head full of teeth. It's fantastic. Well, if you look at the current yards after contact leaders, uh, you got Josh Jacobs. This is like a minimum 50 rushes, of course. You got Josh Jacobs, number one, 3.9. And then you got Leonard right there at 3.68. Chris Casson, 3.63. Latavius Murray, 3.53. And then Dalvin Cook at 3.5. That's impressive. That means, you know, he's getting the job done past the line, which was kind of a critique on Fournette earlier in his career. Yeah, he was a good straight line guy, but he never really did much after. Yeah, he's been doing that the last, uh, the last few months. He sure has. And just to go a bit further to his touches this season, uh, if you look at running back touch leaders this season, Leonard Fournette at 172. The uh, previously mentioned Chris McCaffrey at 162. That's only six games, though, because he actually had his bye. Yeah. Chris Carson, 161. Zeke Elliott, 159. Dalvin Cook, 142. Those are five of your best fantasy running backs right there. Touches correlate. What to, really took my mind points, on there, though, is Chris Carson, 161. That, that's impressive. I don't, I'm not surprised. He gets a ton of touches there. Seattle runs. That's great, though. Yeah. Well, there's no doubt that Fernand has been great recently, and you have to believe that more touchdowns are definitely, as Jay mentioned, they're coming uh, coming his way. Uh, how high is he in both of you? He's got more than one, dude. Well, I know that. Oh, I don't know it, but I believe it. How high is he in both of your running back rankings now? Ty, let's start with you, buddy. And my rankings right now, Dynasty rankings, that is, because of the Dynasty podcast, uh, I have Fernand probably around the 10, 11 range. Like you have a pretty a pretty obvious top five or six, really. For me, it's Christian McCaffrey, Barkley, Zeke, Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb. That's kind of maybe two different tiers, but still above everybody else. Then after that, seven would probably be Josh Jacobs, Carryon Johnson, Joel Mixon. And then you can put Leonard Fournette in that range there with Lev Bell, David Johnson, Todd Gurley. Dude, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I actually might put Leonard Fournette ahead of Joe Mixon and Carryon Johnson. I'm fine with that, actually. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I think, right I think, now? I, I think I'm putting Fernet at 8. Right now, for sure. Like, I can't I can't disagree with your rankings. I mean, I'm, I might move Kamara slightly ahead of Zeke, but other than that, man, I am I, I can't disagree with that. I, I'm going to throw Fernet. I'm going to throw Fernet at 8. Good for you. I'm going to put him up. I, I'm finally, I'm seeing the light. You know, it's a funny... Lord Jesus, I'm <laughs> seeing the light. It's a funny thing. Like I've, I've been preaching Fernet for so many years, but he hasn't been that good. I'm almost tentative to move him up to the point where... And here I am, seeing the light. And now Jay is finally there, so... He's there. All right, cool. Let's move on to um, a a team that is 0-7, the Cincinnati Bengals. Those crazy cats. And the LA Rams are 4-3. I think they'll probably be 5-3, even though their Rams offense has struggled. It doesn't look like the McKay offense of last season. Uh, it's clear we don't have three must-stop receivers on this team anymore. Cooper Cup is great. And I said, I, I did. I said Brandon Cooks was a sell last week. So you, you know my opinion on that. You know where I'm going there. And we haven't really talked about Robert Woods yet. Jay, let's change that. <laughs> That's not happening, man. <laughs> I think Robert Woods, like the rest of the Rams offense, Easy falls now. short of the offseason hype. Okay. Sean McVay shine has partially won off the apple. I don't think he's been bad, though. He's currently the wide receiver 23.5 PPR. So he's a wide receiver, too. I think when people are drafting him, they're expecting a wide receiver, too. And he's provided that. Oh, yeah. But when people are drafting wide receiver, two, they're thinking wide receiver, one. Well, it's time to adjust your expectations, people. Yeah, you're right. He is what you thought he was. 
Yeah, so what's the problem? A low-end wide receiver two. That's it. That's all he was. He, Perhaps you were thinking he was a high-end wide receiver one, but he's not that. Was for a couple weeks. He looked like it. Anyway. Well, when Jared Goff is throwing seventy-eight yards, <laughs> no, it's going to be tough. tough. Nobody it's going to be tough. There's no uh, wide receiver winning. I think there's plenty of reasons to believe that he can improve, though. Mm-hmm. Entering last week, Woods was eighth among wide receivers in scrimmage yards per touch. Tip Goblin fifteen point four, Kels fourteen point two. Keenan Allen, 12.3. Michael Thomas, 11.9. Edelman, 11.5. Austin Hooper, the mm. only tight end to make it. Jay <laughs> just got a little bit of direction. Uh, <laughs> do you guys see the tail move? Confirmed. Hmm? <laughs> I saw your pants tip up mediocrely. Okay, Coop. Yeah, that's because I can't move a table with my penis. Uh, Cooper Cup, 11.2. And Robert Woods, Robert, 10.9. Yeah. There you go. Everyone has a first name except Edelman. I, I think, really, the stats don't lie. <laughs> just like the hips don't lie. <laughs> no, Robert Woods is also, he's ninth in uh, targets amongst all wide receivers. He's top 15 in expected fantasy points, so there's definitely some room to grow. And there's also, we talked about this last week, there's a possibility that Brandon Cooks ends up getting traded in the offseason. Yeah. If that happens, Robert Woods would find his way to a ton more targets. Boom, now he's in WR1. So he might actually be, <laughs> he might actually be a nice buy low right now. He, he, uh, he did wonders for me last season, those last few weeks. I really got lucky in there. Definitely, yeah, he's great last year. Uh, but not so much this year. Anyways, a couple two and four teams, which is incorrect, because one is three and four, and that's the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, we already talked a bit about Ryan Tainhill. Tannehill, I just like to say Tainhill, I don't know why. There are two ends there, clearly. Uh, taking over in Tennessee. You disparage his good name, sir. <laughs> I do. I challenge you to a duel. <laughs> but I want to dive a little deeper into this one. Jay, you made Corey Davis your buy last week. He went for six for seven for eighty yards. <laughs> what are we doing? Are we, are we doing? Are we doing Austin Powers I'm thing doing here? What is this? I can, you sound like this is random. Okay, good. Uh, you know, it. actually, he got that impression from Lauren Michaels. That's how Lauren Michaels sounds. Doctor Evil's Lauren actually? Michaels. Yeah, Mike Myers in an interview. like that's Lauren Michaels. You learned to hear here, folks. Yeah. Well, they probably already knew. It's he not did. just a famous football podcast. <laughs> it's also a Saturday Night Live oh, yeah. slash Austin Powers podcast. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah. So, no, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. The other thing. Yeah. Tedious. Tedious. Oh, wait, tedious. Uh, so early returns look good uh, there. Um, Corey, uh, what about A.J. Brown? Six of eight targets, 64 yards with Tannehill last week. Uh, do you see a similar, like a similar? Me fail English? That's impossible. Bump for him? A similar bump for him. Oh, I definitely see a similar, similar. bump for him. A.J. Brown has as much raw talent as anyone. That's not true. He does. He, he's a talented. He he's is. a talented boy, Dave. You, you've been sleeping, bro. <laughs> Don't disparage the name of AJ Brown here, Dave. There's a lot of disparaging here. Uh, I think seeing him get a, a career high eight targets this week is encouraging. Sports Info Solutions credited Tannehill with eighty-three percent of his throws being on target in Week Seven, which really isn't bad at all. Tannehill doesn't need to be exceptional, which he isn't. So. That's good. Praise the Lord. He's good. Checks it. He's comfortable. He can throw the ball. Yeah, but if he, if he can be competent, both Davis and Brown can be fantasy relevant. Marcus Mariota was not competent downfield. Tannehill can be. Agreed. You're here, folks. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles are 3-4. and four, uh, Struggling there in that division there. Uh, Buffalo, but it's a good division to struggle in. So Buffalo is 5-1. and one. Uh, Zachariah Ertz. Uh, Why is everyone Zachariah? <laughs> yeah, His name's Zachariah, dude. I'm just going by their biblical names here. Um, has been a bit of a disappointment to fantasy owners this season. It seems like Dallas Goldert 
is becoming a larger part of the Eagles' offense. Go Dal- Dirt! Dalariah Goddard. Dalariah Goddard. <laughs> Not GoDaddy, but GoDirt.com. <laughs> how, does, uh, how do you see this tight end position being split going forward in Philly Cheese Steak? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, terrible. Yeah. Terrible. 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 Okay, so Goddard was out weeks two and three. And so won. let's look at his splits in week one, four, five, six, and seven. Targets per game, Ertz, 7.2. Goddard, 4.2. Fantasy points per half-point PPR, Ertz, 42.3. Goddard, 33. Offensive snaps, not including snaps, Ertz, uh, not including Ertz snaps in weeks that Goddard was out. Ertz, 268. Goddard, 216. That's yeah. pretty freaking tight, bro. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty even. I think uh, Ertz is definitely still, he's the alpha there. Oh, absolutely. He's still the number one option, but you're seeing Goddard. But Goddard's not a beta any at this point. I think no. Goddard's is an alpha minor. Fringe yeah. alpha? A fringe alpha, but Go- not a beta. Goddard's <laughs> not a cuck just sitting there watching. He's, not a beta cuck. He's going to be part of this Goddard offense, and it, and it really shouldn't be surprising. The Eagles use a second-round pick on him for a reason. Yeah. He's the tight end of the future in Philadelphia. Yep. But Ertz is the tight end in the present still. Yep. 100%. 100% dial. Arizona Cardinals are 3-3-1 three, three, and one against the Saints, who are Fucking shocking. Yeah, Saints are 6-1. and one. No, not the Saints. No, the Cardinals. Cardinals. It's not bad, man. That's Kyler. good. Kyler Murray's legit. Yeah. Kyler Murray is legit. Uh, but I think we have to talk, talk about uh, Chase Edmonds. My boy. Uh, he told 150 yards and three touchdowns last week, filling in for Mr. David Jensen. What me a week. Blow the uh, but first, let us rewind. Let's be kind here to two, uh, to 2015 <laughs> for a second. Uh, David Johnson was a rookie running back. Was that like a blockbuster thing there? Was, yeah, like, <laughs> that was a blockbuster. That was a blockbuster. Yeah, yeah. That brought me back. <laughs> well, I was with my girlfriend from high school looking at movies to watch. Uh, was, so moving I was, on. I was 30. Uh, David, <laughs> uh, uh, bury, bury the Cardinals on uh, depth chart. Okay, let me start. David Johnson was a rookie running back. We're in 2015. 2015. That wasn't that long ago. It wasn't, but uh, it's like dog years. Uh, buried on the Cardinals' <laughs> depth chart. Back, yeah. uh, behind, behind, if you remember, Andre Ellington. And, of course, we definitely remember, oh, if we don't now, Chris Johnson, Mr. Speedy Pants. Speedy Pants. He was fast and so were his pants. Uh, rookie he, David yeah, Johnson. Yeah, he made Speedy Gonzalez look like regular Gonzalez. Yeah, and he didn't appreciate that. Uh, rookie David Johnson played well when he was given the opportunity and eventually got his first start in December of 2015. And uh, when Chris Johnson was injured. David Johnson remained the starter going forward. He was the younger, more dynamic, less injury-prone option anyone out. Any chance... Now, I'm just, just throwing this out here, guys. Chase Edmonds is on a similar path right now. I want to start with you, Ty. I want to say no, but I think there is a chance that this is happening. So, yes. Yeah, I think it has to go <laughs> yes. The Cardinals signed Alfred Morris and Zach Zenner today. Jeez, Alfred Morris. So, that's... Zach Zenner. The fact that they're signing anybody means either David Johnson might be injured, possible IR candidate, or maybe they're trading him. They are rebuilding. Chase Edmonds looks like he can handle the workload. So. David Johnson's a big contract, too. So. Yeah. So, I mean, it is a possibility that Chase Edmonds becomes the guy going forward here. Chase Edmonds has not looked out of place with David Johnson's snaps. So, yeah, I'm, I'm buying in, man. It's possible. If, if they both if they both remain past the trade deadline uh, on the Cardinals, then David Johnson's still the guy to start going forward easily. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. I, I, David Johnson's a bigger talent than Chase Edmonds is, but Chase Edmonds is pretty fucking yeah. good, man. Like, I think you're talking Connor. You know, you're talking Love Bell, James Connor. Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think you're talking a guy that, that is in the offense that may move on with a guy that 
has been playing behind that offense long yeah. enough to learn it and might do something. And so he's got the skills. But no, I, I think you're talking Chris Johnson's a bigger talent than David Johnson. And in 2015, people believe that. Things that, change. Yeah. No, things do change for sure. People change. Sometimes they Sometimes do. Sometimes they do. Um, let's see if the 49ers record changes this week. Uh, I don't know. They're 6-0. and uh, Could be uh, going on to 7-0. They are playing the Carolina Panthers. They are 4-2. and uh, the 49ers made an attempt to address their mediocre receiving core by acquiring Emmanuel Sanders uh, for a third and fourth pick. Uh, what does uh, Jay? What does Sanders do to the 49ers? Yeah, I don't think I don't think Sanders get out that much. I, I I really don't. When you look at Pettis, his targets in the past four games are five, three, six, and two, and you can throw his two target game as he played in a monsoon, kind of a six target game week six. I think there was some optimism, but that's gone now. Otherwise, I would never be expecting much from Goodwin. Born, James, those guys. Debo, he, Debo Samuels, he's still a really strong hold, but I don't think there's any reason to expect a breakout this season. So basically, you kind of just think that Emmanuel Sanders going to the 49ers probably just kind of muddies the works for everybody for the rest well, of the I think year. It takes away a bit from Pettis, takes away a bit from Debo, but I, it doesn't really change much for me as far as the rankings go because Emmanuel's at the end of his career. Yeah, Debo. I love Emmanuel Sanders, but I, I liked him better outside of that offense. Yeah, I think Debo's the only guy I really would probably still be buying in Dynasty. Otherwise, I'd probably let Muslim go, yeah. I think Pettis is a guy that I might buy Pettis because his price is so cheap right now. Yeah, I'm going to have to come Everyone's out on Pettis. I don't think he's, I don't think he's worth, uh, I don't think he's a waste of a roster spot. I think he's a guy I wouldn't mind spending very little capital on just kind of sitting on him. Yeah. I don't know, man. Jack and Box is pretty cheap too, but it's also shit. So I got good one. I think I'm fine. Yeah, but sometimes you get diarrhea and yeah. sometimes you feel pretty fucking full. So I'm hoping for the full feeling. That's for sure. Uh, on to Carolina wide receivers. Ty, what are your thoughts on DJ Moore? What can you ask me about DJ Moore? You had to ask me about fucking Ty Duncan knows Bruce. DJ Moore. Oh, I'm very... I love DJ Moore. Now you, yeah, Ty, Ty talk. Yeah, Ty. DJ Moore is terrible, guys. I'm gonna no. <laughs> just trying to get Jay angry here. Uh, I love DJ Moore. Jason I just want to point out his consistency this season. If you look at his fantasy points and half PPR, at nine, thirteen, twelve. 5.9, we'll call it 6, 12, 12 again. He only has one touchdown this season. Positive touchdown regression is definitely coming for this guy. He's going to score a few more touchdowns. This is a... Absolutely. If you can buy him low, buy him now. You probably can't. He's too hyped. But he's if you have him on your team, keep him. Don't trade him. Keep he's him. a guy He's a guy that you want to, you want to move forward with. Absolutely. How about you guys rank the following for me? Now, well, maybe I'll rank him myself as well. I'd love to, Dave. Cool. Uh, DJ Moore, Tyler Lockett, Steph Diggs. T.Y. Hilton, Kenny Galladay. I would love to hear one of you guys go first on this here. Oh, I need to adjust I, I need this a one. Second. You know what? I'll, I'll, I'll be the guy with the balls here and go first. I have balls too. Uh, I'm going to go Kenny Galladay. I'm going to go DJ Moore. I'm going to go Steph Diggs, Tyler Lockett, T.Y. Hilton. I'm going off the fucking yeah. charts here. Okay, that's not really off yeah. the charts. That's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty off the charts. Yeah, yeah. Tyler, everyone's high in Tyler Lockett right now. Yeah, that's consistent enough. T.Y. Uh, T.Y. Yeah. Hilton's a guy I believe in T.Y. But uh, age wise, I think he's at the end of the list. I for think me. so too. For me, I'm gonna go DJ Moore, Ooh. Kenny Galladay, Ooh. Tyler Lockett, Steph Diggs, T.Y. Hilton. Jesus. Yeah, we're pretty close, but okay. uh, I'm, I'm putting Kenny G at, at the top of okay. this. Okay, uh, well, I'm going to put Kenny G number one as well. Ooh, Dave, I like how you think. Yeah, uh, number two, I'm going to have to put, uh, I'm still going to put Diggs up there. Number Ooh. two. Oh. Yep. Ooh, I don't yeah. like that. No. Um, Sadness. 
Uh, too late for me to get on with Tyler Lockett. It's just too late. Uh, they're all pretty close, really. Uh, yeah, yeah. These guys are all pretty. Uh, Hilton, uh, I'm just never really. Uh, you know, but yeah, definitely. I think I think we can all agree on Kenny in the first one, and then uh, you guys are both big DJ Moore fans. I think it just goes to show you how, how muddy the back end of the wide receiver one, top end yeah. of the wide receiver two is. Uh, yeah, I've actually got DJ Moore ahead of Kenny Galladay. So. Yeah. I love oh, Kenny, man. Yeah, I you're right. Yeah. I apologize for that. I'm just shocked. I'm, like, I'm going to say right now, <laughs> the best things are still coming for Kenny Galladay. I believe yeah, in him. I think we do. Whereas washed up 22-year-old DJ Moore will never have good things ever again. <laughs> yeah, but, but Kenny G has Matt Stafford thrown in the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, DJ Moore has Kyle Allen, who's or, pretty good right now. Or, yeah, I mean, or I don't want to talk about Cam Newton. Cam Newtown. Right. Yeah. Let's disagree to agree and then agree to disagree. I like them both about the same. Okay. I think there's a reason these guys were grouped together. I don't think yeah. we wrote this based on the fact that these guys are separated. <laughs> yeah. So there's a reason Hopkins. why we disagree. <laughs> Hopkins. Like, uh, who who, who do you like better? DeAndre <laughs> Hopkins or Pierre Garçon? Oh, oh that's boy. a tough one, Ty. Um, well, here's going to be a tough matchup. Well, maybe it won't be. I don't know. Uh, we got the Raiders 3-3 three three, gets the Houston... <laughs> Oilers? Are they the Oilers? Texans? Uh, oh, yeah, the Oilers. <laughs> from 1978. Like that. Their hands are getting dirty. They're the 4 and 3. Well, Will Fuller is injured again. Hamstring injury. Shocking. Uh, looks like it'll cost him several weeks. Fuller, known for two things big plays and getting injured. Uh, he's missed 17 games in his first three years of the NFL. He's had to miss uh, multiple weeks again. Uh, what do you guys make of the Texas Texans, sorry, uh, Texans uh, receiver situation? I'm going to go first here, Dave. Please do. Because my boy, Kenny Stills. Oh, really? Yeah, I love Kenny Stills. He's a better Will Fuller. He makes one catch for 61 yards and yeah, a TD every 24 But he games. doesn't drop the ball like Will does. They don't pass to him. He doesn't get injured like Will Fuller does. Because he doesn't play. <laughs> he does. Uh, Remember when I want to like him. Ty, back in front of this. Matt Moore, Kenny Stills, that love was magic. That was that the was best romance marriage. comedy I've ever seen in my entire life. Actually, it wasn't a romance comedy. It was just a romance movie. That was just a romance, man. It was a romance. Dude, that was, that was so primal. That was like a porno. That was no romance. <laughs> it was. It, I was hard. All right, romance with two men. Go so, on. So, <laughs> what other movies <laughs> do you watch, Dave? <laughs> so, I think it's obviously great for Kenny. Kiki Kute. Love it as well. I thought it was KK. No, Kiki. Uh-huh. Kiki Kute. 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 I guess his mom was wrong. Kute. Uh, Stills is still... I think Stills is still one of those big play guys. He can still fill up play that role that Fuller is definitely vacating. Except he's not going to drop the ball as much. But that's just me saying that. And if I can jump in on uh, Kiki Kute here. Do. I love Kiki. I think he's worth monitoring. Um, last season he had games with 7, 9, and one game with 15 targets against the Colts last yeah, year. That was pretty big. But this is a guy that can actually eat up targets in the slot. Yeah, if they decide to use him that way, he could definitely be worth uh, buying cheap. You could probably get him right now for like a second, late second, third round pick. And probably a third, yeah. Yeah. And PPR, he could be a guy some value. Casey? Yeah. Okay, all right, all right, Cleveland Browns. No, no, we're not done yet with my boy Kenny Stills, Dave. All right. <laughs> I never thought we'd ever Kenny Stills this much is time better Kenny than Still. Fuller. Kuti will see the field more. Okay. There's going to be some good three wide receiver sets. I'm going to hold you to this one. No, no. Kenny Stills, you hold yeah, me. I will hold you. Kuti? All right. Kuti? I'm holding you. You hold me. All right. All right. So, moving on. I am going to move on to New England 7-0. and Shock there. <laughs> From the Browns, who are 2-4. Um, I'm going to say so far this season, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, and Josh Roseland have combined 16 TDs and 26 interceptions. I'm going to say that because it's true. You just made his name far more interesting than Josh Rosen's <laughs> name. <laughs> have you ever actually seen his real name? 
It's very long. No, no, look it up. It's the most interesting name in, in the world. I have looked it up. Okay. Uh, the QB drafted after all these fellers in 2018 was my boy, Lemma Jackson. He has uh, 1,650 passing yards, 11 TDs, 5 INTs. Uh, it's obvious the Baltimore Ravens appear to be the winners of this group. I feel like there's more rushing yards than passing yards, though. Um, it's, no, it's not more. It's, <laughs> it's a not joke. More. <laughs> but it's a joke. third, but it's joke. Pitchler, do you have something to add to that, actually? Please. What, what are we looking at for Lamar Jackson rushing yards here, Pitchler? Well, think about it like this. Lamar Jackson has more rushing yards than eight teams in total. <laughs> wow. His 576 rushing yards are identical to what KC has put up this oh, year. God. Oh, Dave! Dave feels this way. always being reminded of so this you're tell, okay, So you're telling us Lamar Jackson has more rushing yards than both the Williams brothers? Wow. And they're not brothers. We just yeah. called them that because the Williams sisters are probably the better yeah. running backs. And ghost, I would take Serena and Venus over the Damien. Absolutely. <laughs> Damien Williams and Darren Williams. Serena would truck those boys. The Williams are not going to get done in KC. Let's just end They're not. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Right. She told Dave that about six weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, Lamar Jackson's been crazy. All right, thanks, thanks, buddy. <laughs> I love when you bring up stats and make Dave look like an asshole. I and I do appreciate it. Um, Jay, let's, uh, Baker Mayfield. Talk about uh, I guess we should talk about some of these guys. Why don't we talk about Baker? I don't know. Now you're making me sad. <laughs> so, I think the Browns, the issue's not Baker Mayfield, no. in my opinion. It's the offensive one. Yeah, I would agree. It's a rough one. Oh, man, Baker cannot keep... He, he can only roll one side, for starters. And the offensive line is not helping him. They're not giving him any time at all to throw the ball. I still believe in Mayfield, though I don't think it's going to be this season. The Browns know what they need to address. I think that they're they're literally like three or four players away from a very good team. Yeah, how they haven't traded They've for uh, thirty years. How they haven't traded for Trent Williams in uh, in Washington so far to add to that old line. That's yeah, crazy yeah, to me. But yeah, I think they could. And the old line definitely needs a makeover. Um, I think Mayfield has some buy low appeal. I would definitely check on him in Superflex. Yeah, I've actually seen some trades coming across Twitter uh, over the last couple of weeks where people are getting Mayfield for next to nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I agree with that, that for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check that out. he's worth a little more than nothing. So. Yeah, for sure. No, he's definitely worth that. Yeah, you get him at next year. He has a good game. That'd, that'd be a really good Superflex. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I have a trade up for Baker Mayfield right now. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to buy him super low, so I, I think it's gonna get rejected, but it might be something I can work with. Yeah, for. absolutely. Hmm. All right. What's the next name we got there? Sam Darnold. Yeah. I think we talked about him earlier, so I'm not going to go into too much detail. Good. But the guy's 22, man. Most 23-year-olds are still playing in, playing college. You know, I just checked on this. I, I, I said he was 23 earlier. He's actually 22. No, he's 22. So why'd you say he was 23? Because I'm a liar, Dave. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking young, though. Yeah. I think the, Jet, the Jets are, I, as much as I hate to say this, I think the Jets are maybe on the way up. Is Ryan their coach still? No. <laughs> what year do you think this is? It's I miss a, him, though. I do miss him. Adam Gase, actually. You'd, prob- um, you'd probably I'd rather, rather Rex I'd Ryan. Rex <laughs> Ryan and Rob Ryan than yeah, yeah. one of the Ryans against <laughs> Adam Gase. But I think he's got some buy-low potential in super flex formats. Ty, how do you feel about Darnold? I would agree. To be honest, actually. you've known the lie. <laughs> I lied about him earlier. <laughs> I don't know if you guys can trust Ty's me. Ty's a liar. Uh, no, I'm fine with Darnold. I actually do think he's got some buy-low appeal. I'm not super, super big on him for a fantasy quarterback, but he, he's got some buy-low appeal for sure. Yeah. Another guy I'm kind of keeping an eye on is Josh Cam Newton-Allen. I mean, Josh Allen. Josh Newton. He feels... Josh Newton? Josh Newton. Cam Allen? He feels like a bit like Cam Newton. I think his rushing is going to keep his floor 
pretty high. But at the end of the day, his accuracy is brutal. Let me ask, is he is he more of a Cam Newton or like a Jamarcus Russell? Cam Newton, I think. I hope so, too, because I'm a Bills fan. He's a really good rusher, man. I'm a Bills fan as well. He's a great rusher. And John Brown's look fucking great there. John Brown's literally, like, he's legit wide receiver one at this point. I think. Oh, that's going to be my buy next week. Stay tuned, everybody. Shh, right. don't tell yet. All right, I'll be using that but guy as my buy. Josh has got a great fantasy <laughs> floor, and he's, he, he's, he's an okay, like, option in a one QB league. In a super flex league, I'm pretty stoked on him. Yeah. I would agree with that. I love Josh Allen. He's got a great floor. You can start him any week. He might have two points going into the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden he busts off a couple of rushes and saves your day. Absolutely. You can't start him his bye week. I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, what about Josh <laughs> Rosen? Oh, I can't believe this guy made it for show, Doc. I feel for him, man. There's a point, actually, where when the, when the Bills drafted Josh Allen, I was hoping they called Josh Rosen's name. At this point, I'm definitely a Josh Allen fan. You're an idiot. I feel for the guy. No, I thought the same thing. Dude, too. everyone <laughs> liked Josh Rosen coming out of the draft. But I feel it for the guy. He didn't have a chance in Arizona. Miami, who the fuck can achieve anything in Miami? I The Rock? Have you watched Ballers? No. No. Why it's like we? The Rock? Never mind then. Like like Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Yeah, show Ballers. He's in Miami. It's good. You know, he does pretty well there. I saw that Skyscraper. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I don't have, I, I've never watched that show. Tell you have to like me later. But Josh Rosen, I mean, I think he's worth rostering in 25 bench leagues. But I don't know if he'll ever be a, like a fantasy option or an NFL starting quarterback after the season. I, oh, think, I yeah. see him more as a career NFL backup with starter possibility moving forward. I can actually see a world where at some point he's like 27, 28 years old. We've kind of forgotten about him. He and all of a sudden he breaks in. He takes over as some oh. team starter because somebody gets injured. Never know. That might be his case. I really liked him going to the draft, man. He was one, he was one of my like top him. ranked. Like, I, like I, I fucked up there. I, I definitely ranked him too high. I know he's good, but I like him. He was the guy I really liked coming out of, coming out of college. Uh, can we move on to the Green Bay Packers KC game? Because I think it's going to be a good one. Yes, we can. Well, it would have been a better one. It's too bad it's Matt Moore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, yeah, we should probably touch on uh, on Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he was initially given a three to six week timeline, but. Might be less. Yeah, it was probably limited uh, reporting. Like, potentially two weeks. Yeah, so. yeah. So I think he's going to beat that timeline. He was at practice today, which is. That just seems like egregious. I mean, he's got nowhere else to go. No, he was actually on the field today, which seems dumb. Uh, yeah. Don't risk your franchise. Don't risk your franchise quarterback. Let him for, sit out for <laughs> one game when you're five and two. Let him sit out two to three weeks. Like, yeah. Even if you got to throw the season away, like how often do you come across a quarterback if he's ill? Patrick Mahomes, you can throw two seasons away and he's still worth it. Like don't. Yeah. don't Patrick walk Mahomes could actually pick the ball up and throw two seasons in the air before the yeah. next season drops, and you'll yeah. be okay. I think, but but how does this impact Wiley is gone? How does it impact the Chiefs' skill position players? I think it makes the fringe options more difficult to trust. Like guys like mm-hmm. like Darren yeah, Robinson, yeah. Pringle, Nico Hardman. Hardman yeah. Like I'm not super interested in Pringle and Robinson, but Hardman for me is a buy low. He's a guy that has a ton of speed. Depending on where Sammy Watkins ends up at the end of the season, and guarantee he's Won't gone. Won't be KC. It's not going to be KC. So Hardman might be a guy that I'd be targeting right now. I think his value dipped a bit when Hill returned, and the fact that he didn't really produce that much when Hill was gone. Uh, I think his value is going to continue to go down with Mahomes out. Now might be the time they can offer for him. Like yeah. Tyreek and Kelsey, they're going to be okay. Tyreek and Kelsey are, are two Elite. superior talents yeah. that are going to do anything with any quarterback. Like, like yeah. you could literally have Josh Rosen <laughs> throwing to those guys, and they'd be legit like stars. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's, and fair. that's fair. They might struggle with Marcus Mariota as their quarterback, but otherwise, they'd how about be Matt okay. Moore? 
They might be okay in that bar. Might be okay. Not more, but be better than Marcus Mariana. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Mariana did one thing really well. It was the 440 in the combine. Get drafted high. Also, his college career. That's the only thing he's done well. He has college career in Oregon. All right, let's head uh, the 440. Let's head um, to a matchup, which is going to be amazing. Uh, we got Miami 0 <laughs> 6. Uh, we got the Steelers starting their quarterback. 2 and 4. Uh, I know this. Who put this in here? You're making me ask this gross question. Sorry, Dave. Um, but I will. Uh, we have to do something on this game. Yeah, you're so right. I don't know what else to I do. Think, I don't know. Um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Is that Mark Wahlberg? Mark Wahlberg. Oh, no, Mark uh, Walton. Walton. Mark Walton. Uh, uh, is he worth anything at all right now? Something? You kind of have to own him in Dynasty right now. It sucks. It's gross. Feel a little bit sick thinking about it, but uh, mm-hmm. you have to own him. His, 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 that looks good. Yeah, his use has gone up quite a bit. You look at uh, his actual snap counts so far this season: week one, eight percent; week two, sixteen; week four, twenty-five; week six, forty-two; week seven, fifty-two. He's actually getting the ball now. And if he takes those uh, end zone carries away from Kalen Blage, then yeah, you got you got a starter there. Although Blage only the only thing he seems to be able to do is convert yeah. on end zone carries. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, but you have to think Kenyon Drake's going to get moved. He's got to be traded. Yeah. At the deadline? I think that's... Uh... Kenyon Drake's been wasted there, man. I yeah. was a big fan of Kenyon Drake's talent. I think, I think he's bit. been wasted there. Yeah. Actually, I'd like, to, I'd like to pose a question to both of you guys here. Please. Is Kenyon Do Drake it. a guy that you're interested in buying thinking that he might end up being traded somewhere with some values? I bought him last year, Ty. I regret no, I mean now, though. Oh, now? I wouldn't give up. Because he's like probably him. getting traded at For the deadline. For pennies in the dollar? It depends where he ends up. Like I can't imagine you're trading a lot for Ken and Drake, so I don't think I'm giving up much for him. I, I just don't see myself starting him this year. If I'm if I'm making a trade for him, it's for next year. Well, you're not starting him now in Miami, but you have to think this time next week there's a chance he's playing somewhere else. Where's he playing though? Detroit. Sure. There's I, a good chance he ends up there. Is he better than Ken? I don't Drake? think he's that great. Is, though. is he I don't better think than Drake? Drake that great. I just think he got the ball last year. No, well, I think Drake has some talent, man. I, I believe know. in his talent. Well, well, he's not better than he's not better than Carryon Johnson, no. but, he, but he has the added benefit of being able to play this year. Yeah. But were you happy starting Carryon Johnson this year? Yeah, you're. I was. You were thrilled. Some with weeks it. you were okay with it. You were, th- you were okay. thrilled with it. I, I, I definitely so, had bigger problems. But carry, uh, well, carry on. You spent what, like a, a first round, second round pick in in, uh, in new leagues this year. You may not have been thrilled on the return, but if you're getting Kenyon Drake right now for a late for like, second, or or for a wide receiver five, and then he ends up going to Detroit and starting and putting up similar numbers to Carry on Johnson, I think he'd love that return. Would you trade both the Williams sisters for Carry on Johnson? Or sorry, Kenyon Drake, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I would trade both. I to sleep on that one. I would also trade both the Williams for Kenyon Drake yeah. as a dolphin. You'll, uh. you'll never live with that. One. <laughs> you'll never live that one. Oh, no, I don't want. That. <laughs> uh, well, guys, it'll, it'll be comedy for years to come. You're welcome. And that's bashing Dave. Yeah. We're moving on. Uh, it's been wonderful chatting with everyone. Uh, just so everyone knows now, ghosts are actually dead. <laughs> uh, Still don't know what Dave thought they were. <laughs> I really got to rethink my life. Uh, <laughs> uh, thanks to everyone who tuned in. I urge you to check out our website. We urge you. We urge you. DynastyFootballLife.com and check out our Twitter. Ty, what's our Twitter? That would be... Tell me again. It's got some underscores in it. DynastyLife underscore FF. <laughs> yeah, that's um, correct. Uh, that's the one. Dynasty underscore yeah, FF. Right. Yeah, and uh, Dave, what's your Twitter? In again? the Twitterverse. Jay, you can tell, uh, tell us. What's, what's Dave's Twitter? Well, what my Twitter? It's uh, Golden Girls Fan number one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you for being a friend. <laughs> Dot love, absolutely. He also has his other Twitter, which is red42069. 
<laughs> you came up with that when you were 14, though, Ty. Grow up, Dave. Grow up, Dave. That's not me. You're 40 years old. Uh, that's somebody else. <laughs> Check us out on Twitter. We do say some things sometimes. Uh, sometimes we're uh, not immature yeah. either. Yeah, no, that's not true. All right, guys. Have a great one. Thanks for tuning in. Two thousand. Two thousand.